Death Brigade Podcast with Randy Rocket Cody. Well, all right, it's Rock and Roll Death Brigade Podcast with me, Randy Rocket Cody of TheBattleBand.com. It is February 26, 2024, Monday. Hope everyone's doing great out there and having an awesome start to your new week here. we got a lot of ground to cover before we get rocking with some music. We'll talk about some of the latest news stories you'll find over at TheMetalVan.com. As well, we'll talk about what's going to be happening with reporting over at my personal site, randyrocketcody.com. Uh, we're going to talk about, you know, just the awesome debut album release of Mick Mars. Uh, this has been a long time coming. Uh, there's a lot of people who didn't think that it was going to happen, but uh, Mick has dropped his new debut solo album. I posted a, a review uh, for the album at TMD site. Uh, I gave it a five stars out of five. Just absolutely loved it. Really impressed with what he did. The uh, decision he decided to to you know go against trying to sound like uh, a copycat of Motley Crue, you know, which is what you got with Kerry King's solo album. It sounds exactly like Slayer. So Mick did not do that. Mick did not rest on his laurels. He showed everybody that he's a true musician. He has all sorts of different, uh, just really good sounds uh, that really are based on, you know, his blues influence. And so you're going to hear a lot of that in this album. And I just, I can't tell you it's enough how great it is. I'm really impressed with what Mick did at, at this point in his career to show everybody that, look, you know, let's put up or shut up now with all this crap. Everyone's talked about him. Motley Crue, everyone's saying that he was the weak link. When we know he was the backbone of Motley Crue. Mick has delivered this music. Ten songs that will just uh, really, I think, get you rocking. And I think everybody's going to really enjoy what you hear on, on this uh, debut album. And he's got another one he's working on. So where is where is your music, Nikki Six? Tommy Lee, Vince Neil, where is, where are these new Motley Crue songs? Okay, the bottom line is, is that you guys are hurting. You've had to cancel your New Year's uh, Eve gig because of low ticket sales. Now you're booking state fair appearances, and you're only going to play twenty shows this year. Is what uh, Nikki Six has just announced. Okay, that means that. He, there, they're they're on the ropes. They've also just have uh, come back to the table with Mick Mars on the potential, the possibility of uh, making him reinstating him as a participating member of Motley Crue. This would mean that he could write songs with them, that he could he wanted to play some shows with them. He could go out and uh, play some shows. Uh, if it was like at a historic venue or if they played a residency, you know, I'm going to include in the podcast a statement from all people. Uh, <laughs> Billy, the exterminator. I don't know if you ever knew who he was, but he had a uh, cable show where he, he does. Uh, he kills bugs and, and rats and all sorts of stuff. He's like pest control. But he does it with a heavy metal twist. He's really cool. Uh, he was on A&E, I believe, and then he was taken off, and now he's just on YouTube with his brother and uh, Ricky. And Rick, I think, I think it's uh, yeah, Ricky and one of their uh, one of their sons is is involved in it as well. But it's it's a trip because Billy is a lifetime diehard fan of Motley Crue, like so many of you out there. Myself included. You know, I saw this band when it first came up on the Sunset Strip back in the early 80s. Went to Shout the Devil concert. You know, to see the decline that they have had. To see, to see really just how the wheels came off. 
uh, with them getting busted with the backing tracks and the fact that they haven't, you know, it's been 16 years since they put out an album. They talked all this crap and said they had all this music already in the can. Now they're saying, oh, we only have three songs now. Well, look, Mick, the 72-year-old that you guys said was the weak link in your band on the stadium tour, the only one who actually was playing his instrument while the rest of you used backing tracks, pre-recorded audio tape, uh, this guy has just taken you to school with his debut solo album. So check that out. Tell your friends about it. Get the word out. I'll have that uh, Billy the Exterminator statement here uh, in the podcast for you to hear because I think what he says basically backs up what I've been saying about Motley Crue being foolish to not involve some other people on the touring to bring out people to help with the show because the show is so horrible uh, that they're having to rely on these backing tracks and have lip uh, lip sync done with Vince Neil. Look, you bring out John Karabi, you have him come out and do a couple few songs, you know, th- throughout the, the show for Motley Crue. That gives Vince Neil a chance to go t- take a buffet break, right? Get it, get it, catch his breath after running around and, and doing some actual exercise. You know, then he can't even he can't even breathe. He can't he can't even sing the lyrics. He has to, you know, point the mic out the, at the audience so you guys sing. Okay, wouldn't you rather have someone that can actually sing, someone who knows these songs and who is a part of the band? John Karabi should be invited out to help the band on these on these uh, comeback concerts because you know it's just it's miserable what they're doing themselves by just putting. Vince out there who cannot sing and having him go through these these old Motley Crue songs needing a teleprompter just to be able to remember the words that he's basically he should know like he's been singing these songs for 40 years. If he's drunk, whatever the hell's going on, he can't remember the songs, then have him just focus on a, a, a set a number of songs and have someone else come in and, and like Karabi. And help him sing these songs. And on the other uh, side, you could still have John Five in the band. You know, if if or unless John Five wants to leave, you know, you get somebody else, another replacement that could help be a second guitarist for Mick Mars. Okay. Uh, so that Mick, when he's doing a show, he doesn't have to be out on every song. You know what I mean? You have the younger guitar player out there, and you have Mick come out on certain songs. You know. Use your head, guys. It's not that difficult. Billy the Exterminator figured it out, just like I did. And, you know, we're just a couple old crew fans just trying to tell you guys what what you need to do to keep the the, the rock and roll show going, man. Because you guys right now, the ticket sales are so piss poor. You know, people are turning on you because of what you've done to Mick Mars. You need to just reinstate Mick Mars. You need to give him what he is owed. He's been the, the the best dude that that you could have in this band because he had the, all that experience. He was the one that got you your first producer. He's the one that named Motley Crue, okay. And then he's the guy. The sound that he got that Mick has on this new this debut solo album, you just can't you can't replace that. The Mick Mars guitar sound is is just not replaceable. Unless they're planning on using AI technology on these new Motley Crue songs to get these songs to sound like Mick Mars. And oddly enough, what, what did uh, John Five say? We've got all this technology. Uh-huh. You've got all this technology, the AI technology, which we know a lot of these musicians are using now more than ever and have been for years. They can even replace the vocalist's voice with another vocalist, but sample that vocalist's earlier voice on early albums. Like I said, that that they had planned to do with uh, Vince Neil. Look, however they're going to get this done, the bottom line is they're saying it's going to sound like Dr. Feelgood, the last album, that real, real album that Mick was on in a big way. Okay? The, and and it's and is a... Is a one of those albums that, of course, they're going to try and say, you know, that would be like anybody else saying, oh, we're going to sound like, yeah, you can say that. But, you know, it's time to, to 
to stop talking. You guys say you have these three songs. Let's hear these songs. Let's at least hear one of these singles. Okay? Let us hear it. And please don't let it be a cover song. Nobody wants to hear a cover song. We want to hear an original Motley Crue song. We want to hear how good you guys are without Mick. Because now the word is that you guys are, are desperate behind the scenes to try to you know, bring him back and, and do it in a way that, that, as I told you guys all along, you're going to have to do it at some point if you want people to take you seriously. So the damage has been done to your legacy, Mickey Six. You know, nobody's going to be wanting to see any Motley Crue shows in the next year or two, dude. You're going to be hard-pressed to, to, to book a bar mitzvah if you don't, in some way or another, bring back Mick Mars. Now, Mick says he's, he's willing to write songs. You know, if he, if he was asked, he would write songs for Motley Crue. How could you, you listen to what he's done with his debut solo album, and say, this dude is killing it still in his 70s on the guitar. Why wouldn't, you, why wouldn't you do everything that you could to use him? I mean, I just do not understand. I, first thing I would do is I would fire Alan Kovac. I would get the hell rid of that guy as a manager of Motley Crue. He would be gone. Okay, this guy does not know what he's doing. Every single move that they have made has been a big failure. Mick will tell you himself. That's why he got. That's why he really launched the soon got. It, it stems from when I caught Tommy Lee fake drumming, which was all a part of the sabotage. I told you guys that was put in place to make Mick look bad and to try to ruin his name. Now they've had the you know they they've been slapped around by the court with this lawsuit. They've been told that they've been doing. Wrong and treating and treating him badly, and uh, you know Mick Mars is, is is not going down without a fight, and he's got a lot of uh, you know he's got a lot of legal merit in this situation because of the way things be handled. Now you've also got as well Tommy Lee in the middle of this Jeffrey Epstein sex slavery scandal. Who knows what's going to happen? You know he could have to forfeit his. His shares to Mick. He could be out. He could be. He could be out having to find another job. You know, Mick is the one constant member of Motley Crue who was there from the start for forty-one years. He never went and did any other project. He didn't do six a.m. He didn't go out and do Methods of Mayhem. He did Motley Crue. Okay, and we've got this other story about Pantera's talking about making new music. Are you kidding me? Really? With Zach Wilde, huh? Zach Wilde, who has to use backing tracks to play the <laughs> the old Pantera songs, is going to write new Pantera songs. I don't believe that. You know, he's, Zach Wilde has now been busted several different times, just like Motley Crue, using backing tracks. Uh, he is not playing the guitar on for a majority of these songs that he's doing on the stage in these Pantera concerts because he can't play Dimebag's parts, especially the solos. So I have uh, put up a couple different stories you can check out the Metal Den that show you the different examples of how he's tricking and fooling everybody. Now, if he can't play Dimebag's old songs, how do we think he's going to play the new songs? Now, I'll tell you how I think he can pull this off is they've got these... Dimebag and Vinnie Paul, unfinished tracks. Well, they're pretty much finished, I heard there. The guitar, the bass, and the drums that the brothers did in the studio themselves. So there's no vocals on it. It's all instrumental, but it is heavy. And it's, I don't know if it's five or six songs or eight of them, however many they, they may have. I'm going to get this all put out soon and have this information confirmed, as well as a, um, a confirmation on the actual source who's given up the information that these tracks do exist, that Dimebag and Vinnie Paul's final studio tracks that were meant to be for a second Damage Plan album, but then uh, Dimebag decided he wanted those to be Pantera songs. He wanted to do another Pantera album and get reunited with Philip and, and Rex. Well, here we are. They're doing these 
you know, uh, tribute reunion concerts that I called for years ago, over a decade ago. I was the guy that everyone said, you're an asshole. You're trying to cause trouble. There's never going to be a Pantera reunion. Well, guess what? They're out there playing Pantera reunion shows, okay, without Dimebag and Vinnie Paul. Now they're saying that they want to have Zach and Charlie Bonante, the drummer, as uh, full-time members of Pantera, and they want to put out new Pantera music. Well, the only way that they could do that is if they get those tracks, okay, which they're trying to say don't exist now, but I'm going to be able to show you that they do exist. So now they're trying to backpedal and say Sterling uh, Winfields. I was trying to say, no, these tracks don't exist because what I think they're going to try and do is I think they're going to try and use those tracks possibly as new Pantera music because nobody's ever heard these songs, so they wouldn't know what they sound like, right? So they could use them and say and not even say one word that it's actually Dimebag and Vinnie Paul's playing. Just like they're pulling the wool over your eyes out these concerts with them uh, using backing tracks on the you know, Dimebag's guitar parts because Zach can't play the parts. If he could play the parts, he'd post a play-along video on YouTube. He's never done that. It's in terms of, I'm talking about the songs that that he's getting busted on the stage. Becoming, he's never done a play along for that. He might have done something else, but he's not done it for for the, uh, these songs where he's getting busted. And it's because these are more difficult songs to play. Uh, they take the uh, pitch shifter, which is the uh, uh, Digitech whammy pedal. And he's not using that on the stage. And so that tells me right there that he's using backing tracks. They're trying to say, oh, he's got some great, the, his backstage, uh, the guy who's worked with Pantera forever, and he's helping out, and he's pressing on a pedal backstage. No, he's not. You cannot do that. You cannot use that and not have somebody, the person who's playing the instrument, doing that, using that foot pedal while they're doing the guitar and, and have it sync up right. That's not, that's not possible. Okay, so sell that line of BS to someone else because I'm not buying it. Okay, and if you think you're going to put out these these songs and try and, and try and uh, pull the wool over everyone's eyes that that this is a, a new Pantera when it's it's the Abbott Brothers songs that have been unreleased that you guys are going to use and put Phil's vocals on, right? And then patch these through the PA at these live concerts as well, and think that you're going to pull that off. I'm telling you right now, you're not going to be able to do it. I'm going to be able to make sure that that's exposed. So, you know, if you guys are going to dare do something like that, you better be ready for the repercussions. I'm just telling you that. It's the same thing that happened with uh, Motley Crue when I told them, look, you guys are going to come back. You guys are going to try and do this again. You guys, you want to play in the big leagues? You know, you haven't been in the big leagues. It'd be like someone retiring from Major League Baseball and trying to come back. 10, 15 years later, after they haven't hit a fastball. You know, you want to play in the big league still? Well, you got, show, you got shown around. What's up, didn't you, Nikki Six? Because you guys have gotten clowned. Your ticket sales are gone. You guys don't have any music. Your ousted guitar player, 72 years of age, has whooped up on you with his debut solo album. I mean, everyone loves this. What, what is going on here? This is, this is bad karma coming back on you. And I'll tell you what, it's going to be the same thing for Phil and Selma and Pantera if they think that they're going to be able to try and continue fooling the fans. Uh, I don't think that they should release any new music as Pantera. Okay, I think that this tribute's gone on long enough. I think that they should pull the plug on it and get back to their own individual band projects now. If you're going to do some new music with each other, go ahead and do it, but don't call it Pantera because it's not Pantera without the Babbitt brothers. It will never be. Now, if you want to release those songs, those unfinished songs by the Abbott brothers and, and put that out as a final Pantera EP or album, however you want to do it, that would be awesome. That would be the right thing to do, to have Rex and Phil put their bass and vocals down those songs, uh, have, have Sterling mix those songs down with the brothers on them and put those songs out as the final statement from Pantera, that would be the way to do it. You know, to do it any other way is disrespectful and it's going to come back to haunt you if you guys try to do something for profits, I'm telling you. 
All right, we've got uh, a few other stories I'll talk about before we get jamming with some music here. You'll find over at uh, TMD site. We've got the Lemmy motor, uh, Motorhead statue. Lemmy's going to have that uh, erected in his honor. Uh, that's been greenlit in his uh, his hometown. That's going to happen. We've also got some footage of Marty Friedman playing a uh, concert the other night in Houston, Texas, opening for John 5. You can check out that footage. It's the entire concert. Uh, we've got the Slayer reunion is, is going to happen. Uh, you can find out about that, that information. Uh, you know, apparently, I mean, you had Kerry King trying to you know write, hit, move forward with releasing his uh, solo album, and which sounded just like Slayer, right? And now they've announced that they're going to be reuniting. At the same time, it mean, I mean, the only thing, the only way that I see that that makes sense, because they've, they've announced they're going to headline the 2024 Louder Than Life Festival as part of this reunion. The only thing I could think it helps is it helps sell Carrie's album is the only reason I, I would say, because I don't think anybody else really, does anybody really care to hear, you know, another Slayer album from a band that's not Slayer? I don't know what the, the logic is in, I mean, why wouldn't Slayer just come back and put out their own album? Who cares about Kerry King's Slayer ripoff solo album? Nobody cares. I don't care about it. I wasn't impressed with this with the uh, the single that I heard from Kerry. I mean, it, it's nothing new and it's nothing special. It just sounds like a, a totally rehashed Slayer song. So, you know, I, I don't know why Slayer is coming back. I think it's a stupid idea, to be honest with you. I mean, I love Slayer. I've always been a Slayer fan. Uh, they put on a great concert, but at the end of the day, after Jeff died, Jeff Hanneman, and you know, and, and you could see that that Tom Araya really lost, you know, just kind of lost interest, right? I mean, they put out the last album was killer, but. Look, again, like I said, when you leave and you come back after being gone for so many years, I don't know what you guys expect to happen. You're not going to have the same thunder that you had before because you've lost all this momentum and you're just not as relevant anymore. Do you understand? And if you're not putting out new music and you're not being relevant, nobody's going to give a shit. Nobody just wants to see bands that just play and, and uh, their old classics like they're at some, you know, at some, you know, backyard party, you know, where, okay, just play these old classics. Nobody, nobody's into that. You know, they can, they can hire, uh, you know, tribute bands, all these cover bands that are fantastic. Motley Crue tribute bands and even Slayer band that they, they do everything just as good as the, as the, as the, uh, the younger version of these bands did, you know, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years ago. That they can't, they can't do now. These guys like Vince Neil can't sing. Well, there are these kids that you can get to, you know, play your parties or, you know, play play a show, come out and play a show uh, near you at, at one of your clubs. And and these clubs, that's all they want to book now is is cover cover bands, right? Tribute bands. So uh, you're going to see a lot more of that. You're not going to see as many original heavy metal bands. You know, that's going to be something uh, of the past. A lot of these bands that you're talking about, we're still talking about, keep coming back out of retirement and the sort of thing. And, I, you know, Kiss is now, you know, there's talk that they'll come back eventually. You know, everybody says, oh, we're retiring for good. Ozzy's saying he's retiring for good. But is he is he really retiring? Because he's still going to be putting out music, right? Even though he's not doing concerts, per se, though he does say he's got two final concerts he's going to do. So all sorts of crazy information you'll find over at Team D site including Necrophagia, has signed uh, with Time to Kill Records. And that's a that's a big one because, I mean, they've been silent for a lot of years. And this will be the final album, uh, apparently, that will, that will have the final lineup for Necrophagia. Now, of course, Philip Insomma was involved with this band. He's not involved with this uh, final uh, recording. This is the final... Recordings to uh, to have Killjoy, so that's going to be really impressive to see what they've got with that uh, 
final album for Killjoy. And so we'll see what happens with that. And I'll give you more information as that uh, becomes available, okay? All right. Well, hey, listen, thank you again to everyone who support my work over at TheMetalDen.com. Uh, you know, getting the word out, uh, spreading it all over the different uh, social uh, platforms. I really appreciate it. And I'll have some more uh, reporting coming up at uh, RandyRocketCody.com. You can pay for the subscription there at uh, $9.99 for the month for the unlimited posts. Uh, right now, we're in the process of getting the paywall put back in and uh, TMD sites. But so you still do have unlimited uh, free reading right now at TMD site, even included with the premium articles. So when that paywall goes back up, you'll have the access just to the basic. If you want premium articles, you'll have to pay for that subscription. All right. OK, let's get rocking with some music.
Hey, Dad. Yeah. Did you hear about uh, Mick Mars like going off the road with Motley Crue? What, what do you think about that? Yes, yes, I did hear about that. Um, man, it kind of bums me out. You know, I've been like a, a huge Motley Crue fan my entire life. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, we all age, right? So uh, looking at the band, I'm trying to think. I know they're having problems on stage, so I'm thinking like, you know, how could this system work, you know, for Motley Crue? Yeah. And I think what would be awesome is uh, everybody knows that Mick uh, is aging. You know, we love Mick. Well, yeah, he's pushing so, 70. Yeah. Okay, so they already got John Five on guitar, right? Which is fantastic. But instead of replacing Mick with John, bring them together. Put like Mick, I'm sure, could take a back seat. You know, do some rhythm guitar while John's got the lead. I mean, uh, yeah, John Five, and uh, even with uh, Vince. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Vince has had some health issues. Um, you know, sometimes he's on with his singing, sometimes he's not. Uh, but John Corby, when they, you know, switched the band up and Back got the a new 90s, singer, yeah. yeah, Corby is fantastic, man. So why don't they bring Corby back and help Vince? Kind yeah. of in a duet, you mean? Yeah, kind of like a duet, like they can figure out where they're comfortable in. And so instead of rejecting the past, embrace it, but own it. Bring all the old members yeah. in for one big show. Yeah, bring all the members of Motley Crue back. And, and I, I guarantee you people would love it. I, I think other... Uh, bands can learn from it too like Avenged Sevenfold um, you know they're, that's a whole other thing we'll talk about that another time okay but yeah. yeah that's my opinion on Motley I think it's a great idea yeah thanks
Zone River show. He actually showed up. He's here. I'm recording here because I started in Houston many years ago. At the comedy workshop and dry cleaners. Where you can now tell jokes and get a shirt pressed while you wait. Well, it was. It was. It was nothing to be proud of. You know, it was like, you know. It's like Arnold Schwarzenegger's past, okay? Yeah, yeah, he's a big star now, but he used to, like, blow guys for a fucking living. So. That'd be great, wouldn't it? Can I suck you, please? Take down your pants. I want to blow your balls off. Give it to me. Let me see what you got down there. I've done the gay Terminator. That's right, I'm gay cyborg. Pull off your pants. Dance for me, little man. Make your weenie hard for me now. Do it 